What's going on? Welcome in the No Catch Up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. NBA Draft Edition. Who should the Bulls take at number seven? We're going to go into that. I got T, Nick the Quicks in here. We're going to go through the rest of the draft, the big boys at the top that the Bulls won't see. Who's going to be a bust? Who's not? We're going to give our takes. Stay locked. No Catch Up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. Listen up. The end of June is near. The NBA draft, free agency, all that is on the way. Nick the Quick, T in the building. What's really good? Good, man. Dude, it's Quick a, is back. It's been a minute since I've been on the airwaves, man, so I'm happy I'm happy to be here, you know? That's what's up. Yeah, man, yeah. we happy to have you back. T, uh, what's good with you? Paid. Not much, man. I'm I, I'm so pumped for the draft. I thought it was tomorrow, to be honest. I, it felt like a Wednesday today, so kind of bummed that it's only Tuesday. Yeah, low-key, it's super early in the week, and it feels like it's not, but... This pod's going to drop on Wednesday, and it'll be the next day. So it's coming. It's closing in. And to be honest, Gar Packs and those boys need as much time as they can get. Um, I'm looking forward to the draft. I'm looking forward to the Bulls. As I was saying before we jumped on, it's kind of like fake excitement because we get to add a piece, but then we already know what the league looks like. So we just got to try to get better year in, year out. And uh, wait for some cast to retire, disappear to the West, which they might do this year, which LeBron, I think, will do this year. But let's get right into it. I can, I'll can start with you, T. Who should the Bulls draft at seven? And actually, before we jump into that, I want to say how I'm still pissed off about how we jagged the tank. Literally, if we were at six minimum, we, we can't miss almost with Aiden, Luca, Bagley, Porter Jr. is, is right in our range. He's going to come up a ton, I'm sure. But I still can't believe we jagged that, the, the tank. We should have easily been in the top four or five picks without a question. So that's a whole nother. I just had to get that off my chest <laughs> one last time before the draft on Thursday. Yeah, man. And but. For this draft particularly, I feel like our miss as far as not getting in that top three or four could still get kind of lucky just because there's so many shakeups happening one through eight. Like no one really knows what's happening one through eight. You can't even predict pretty much a single pick after eight. And, um, you know, some people might say Doncic. I don't think so. But that's why I think even though we missed uh, as far as not getting like, say, a top three pick, I still think we could end up with one of those stars. We'll watch real quick. Uh, for me, I mean, as far as who I want us to pick or how do I think the draft is going to No, just out. your final thoughts on us fucking the tank up. Are you over it? You're, you're, you're past it so now? You remember during the season, I was kind of pro, like, hey, this win streak is good. Yeah, man. I do remember. That's kind of why I'm asking you that. like that. Now that we're kind of here, I kind of regret saying all that. Um, you know. I was trying to wake you up. I don't know what I don't I don't know what you were talking about. Yeah, you know, I don't agree with you saying that, you know, outside of the top six we're kind of screwed. I think that this is a pretty good draft and it's pretty deep. I think we're still gonna get some pretty good talent late. Um, but obviously it would be good to be in the mix for that whole Aiden Bagley or if you like Doncic being that Doncic situation. But we are where we are, man. We're here at this point. All we can do is kind of make the best of it. So no, I'm not happy to answer your question. Okay, thank you. I'm glad you you, you uh, finally backpedaled on those clown statements you were talking earlier. I mean, I don't season. think they were clown. Like I said, man, I think those wins do have some value. Again, I mean, I think that losing kind of wears on you. 
Um, you know, we had a lot of young players coming up big in those moments. But again, I think we won too much. We went on streaks and we were too good in the beginning of that season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Losing, there you go. losing wears on you like between 15 wins and what do we win? 20, 20 and change. So hey. like, what's the difference? But that's whatever. It's over Neither now. Neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. <laughs> Quick was wrong. I was right on that. <laughs> the draft is Thursday. T, back to you. Who would you like to see us go with and why? Yeah, so real quick, going back to why I said we we're lucky, you know, this year that we didn't get that even though we didn't get the top three, there's so many shakeups that I think we could end up with my guy, Michael Porter Jr. I'm hoping it happens. Uh it's gonna take some moves, but that's the thing about this year. You're hearing a lot of buzz around the league about, you know, teams through uh like two, three, four, five. No one's really dead set on their trade position. There's teams willing to trade. Um and like I said, nothing's locked. That's why I think we could get a guy like Michael Porter Jr., who probably the most, you know, complete player in the draft as far as a go-to score, which is, you know, tough to find these days. Um, you know, you watch his tape, you try to find a reason to just call him like a poor man's Aaron Gordon, but then he does some stuff and, you know, he's legit. A poor man's Aaron Gordon would be would be a disastrous scenario. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be a, a wealthier Aaron Gordon would be a disastrous <laughs> scenario. So a poor man's Aaron right. Gordon, let's not hope in anybody in you, the you, top yeah, ten. You try to see something and say maybe he's just gonna be a, a dunking guy, but Tyrus smaller Thomas is a poor man's and, yeah. Aaron Gordon. Dude, don't ever say that. Guy. <laughs> don't ever say that guy's name on this oh podcast ever again, God. Tyrus Thomas. But okay, because I feel you on Michael Porter Jr. Um He's going to be a monster, I think. I can go through. I'm going to go through a couple of his stats on why I like him. But what would you give up? Say we had to move up to five or even just one spot to six. What would you be comfortable giving up to move up that spot? Yeah, I mean, I'm down in parlay that second pick we have. You know, in the low 20s, you're not going to get much um, in this draft. We're going to go through that later, I'm sure. But there's a bunch of wings who you think, you know, could be those help guys. But. I'd be willing to move that pick, um, you know, future picks. Um, so you, even you, you're, you be you be willing to package up the twenty plus pick and the seven to go up to six. Yeah, let's parlay it. Maybe we don't just go up to six, you know, and something else is included in the package, or we go up higher and, and take a lower pick. Um, you know, there are swaps that could happen, and 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 like I said, we're hearing that teams are willing to do that. Quick, yeah. what about you? How you feel? No, I'm kind of good with sticking where we're at. Um, you know, I don't think we need to get into the business of trading picks again. I'll, I'll let us keep that pick in the 20s and also keep our pick at seven, man. I, I'm I'm good off of uh, off of moving up as far as that's concerned. Um, <clears throat> for me, I think you take Bridges from Villanova, Mikel Bridges from Villanova. Uh, to me, that's an NBA player. 3 and D guy. I mean, one of the biggest questions on him is his age. You know, he's 21. He's about to be 22. To me, that's whatever. Um, if you're the Bulls, just take the best player available. In my eyes, he's the best player available. You've seen it um, in his college career. You saw it this year. They won the national championship. He was shooting lights out. He plays defense. He's a perimeter player. You know that that will be around in the NBA for the next 10 to 15 years. So go ahead and take him. Unless one of these other guys who we're not expecting to fall falls, you know, whether it be a Bamba or somebody like that. <clears throat> um, yeah, outside of Mo Bamba, possibly Wendell Carter, um, I'm probably still taking Bridges. Nick, I don't hate that, man. I feel like pe listeners, like if you're listening right now, that wasn't that, you know, that, that wasn't a sexy name. Like you you think he's just not going to be the standout player, and that's what a lot of people are kind of putting around uh, Mikhail Bridges. But 
the comparisons he has is like, you know, Robert Covington, Otto Porter. If you're trying to visualize what he could do in the NBA, um, you know, Robert Covington just made an all NBA defensive first team. I, I wouldn't be mad drafting a Robert Covington. Uh, he is one of those guys who seems like a sure shot uh, as far as, you you know, panning out. Maybe his ceiling's not as high as some of these other guys, but I feel like you know what we're going to get. And speaking, and speaking of not giving up that 20-plus pick, Covington's an undrafted guy. So there, I mean, there's people down there that you, you can pick yeah. up that I, are like I, a Covington. I, I right? think there's value in the 20s as you look to build out your bench or hope to swing, take a swing on a guy, a Euro stash, whatever you might want to do. But yeah, for me with Bridges, man, I mean, yeah, if he turns out to be Covington, that's awesome. You know what I mean? That's a, like you said, it's a three and D player. They have a place in today's NBA. Um, I got no problem with that. And the thing also with Bridges is he was on a loaded Villanova team. Like that squad was loaded. So we don't know how much more of a dominant scorer he can actually be, right? He might have more to bring to the table, but he played within that system, which was obviously an NBA-style system, right? A lot of three-point shooting, spreading out the floor, um, things like that, and he played well in it. But, you know, again, you put him on an NBA team next to like the Bulls where he's going to have to take more of a scoring load, he might actually flourish. I got Mikel Bridges at like a three, tied for third. I like Mikel Bridges. 18 and 5 at Villanova. Everything you said, Nick's dead on, right? 44% from three last year at Nova. Plays defense. Does everything, right? Can score. He is a cannon. 6 7. The only thing um, that I have a problem with for him is I feel like he gets in Laurie's way a little bit. He's kind of standing. He He's not like a demand the ball, come off a screen, pull up type of jump shooter. He was he was kind of stuck in the corner getting fed jump shots, right? Kind of like everyone else on Villanova. He can score, but I feel like he takes touches away from Laurie. They they kind of play a similar-ish game. So here's my take on that, and this is pretty much my my whole theme of the Bulls draft. The Bulls are in no position to sit around and worry about how all these draft picks are going to fit with Laurie Markkinen, and here's why. We need to take the best players available and worry about everything else later. Unless you're 100% sure that Laurie Markkinen is a bona fide superstar in this league that you're building your franchise around over the next 10 to 15 years, and he's going to be one of the top 10 to 15 guys in the NBA, you cannot have that thought process. He didn't show you He didn't show you enough he, last year? He didn't show me top 10 to 15 guy in the NBA in the next 10 years. No, absolutely not. He showed me he's going to be a really good player. He showed me he's going to be a lot better than we thought he would be. He showed us that he's competitive. He can rebound. He can shoot the ball, obviously, but I'm not ready to anoint him. I'm not going to – he didn't show me what Jason Tatum showed me. Now, if we had Tatum on our squad, I'd be like, okay, that for sure is the type of guy who you say we don't interfere with anything that we have going on with him. Markkinen is a really good piece, no doubt. But if your whole strategy around the Bulls draft philosophy is don't interfere with Markkinen, you're going to turn down a lot of good players. Because if that's the case, you know, someone like Bagley might fall down to you. You might be like, oh, he doesn't play well with Markkinen or whatever it might be. Who's the four? Who's the five? Mikel Bridges is not Marvin Bagley, though. But what I'm, it doesn't matter, though. But if that's your thought process and if that's the logic that we're going with, it, to me, it's flawed, man. You just take the best players available. You don't say that Laurie Markkinen is the building block that the Bulls are building their entire future around. Understood, but I don't think Mikel Bridges is uh, – I'm so, Yeah, Mikel Bridges is locked in enough and clearly the best player on the board when there's guys like Wendell Carter out there, Trey Young is out there. I don't think and, – and we could talk about Trey Young as well, but I don't think he's clearly going to be better than Trey Young or Wendell Carter. 
for you to take him when I believe you could take one of those other guys that would complement Laurie more than Mikel Bridges. And I think Mikel Bridges is going to be good. It, I just want to add, like, when you guys talk about complimenting, like, a Laurie Markin, and I think we got to remember that he's young, too, man. It's his second year, so he's kind of still growing. We could kind of shape, you know, his game he played accordingly. Last you know? year. Yeah, right. We're not trying to, yeah, absolutely. we're not pairing somebody up with, you know, a James Harden, you know, an established player who, you know, you know is that guy on your team. It's it's a growing mind. It's kind of like a sponge with uh, Laurie Markin, and so he could kind of shape whatever it takes uh, to win. I just think it becomes dangerous if the whole philosophy is we don't take this guy because he might not interfere with Mar- with marketing. And I agree with your point that Bridges is not like we're talking about some lights out, you know, top five type player, right? But I'm just saying if you feel that he's the best player available, if you're the Bulls, if you're Gar, your packs, and you feel, hey, Bridges is the best guy that we have on our board, you can't let the Lloyd marketing situation get in the way of it because you can figure it out. If Philly had thought that way when they were making all those picks, and granted, yeah, those were top two, top three picks, it was, oh, Embiid and Simmons isn't going to work out. Remember everybody was saying that last year? Who said that? People were saying that. How are you going to play, play the same position? Simmons might be a four. Embiid's a four or five. Like, people were saying Who that. Who said Simmons was a – wait, what? There was talk. Nah, yeah, bro. bro. There was definitely Sim- talk. Simmons been like, a you're one not gonna have enough shoot, You're not going to have enough shooting on the floor. That was that, definitely something that came that up with the Embiid true. and Simmons comparison, 100%. But you just take the best guys available. Yeah, it's talent above all, man. It's talent above all, especially when you're trash. We're going to be trash again But what I'm saying is if you're looking at a board that has Wendell Carter Jr., Mikel Bridges, and Trey Young on it, you don't know. I mean, they're probably going to be pretty close on your board. I don't take Bridges because I feel like we have a Laurie there that can – is doing a lot of the things that he's going to come on the floor and do. Okay. I mean, Bridges is a three. I mean, isn't everybody a three nowadays, though? I mean, yeah. We're going we're gonna to run everybody. Everybody on the floor is a three. Everyone's six, a, eight. Larry is not a six, swing man. So, they, I don't understand. I, I also don't see how they can't play. The, I feel like the best thing about Bridges is completely complimentary. You can stick Fair. him in any, any roster, and he's good. He's a three and D guy. Fair. No, but I understood. Yeah. But on offense, what is he doing? Shooting threes. Right. And what, is, shoot- Lord, and what is Lori Marketing doing on offense? What is the NBA doing on offense? Well, right. Facts. But well, you, that's you're a making an argument against too much shooting on the no, floor? No, that's a good point. At two completely different positions? With all the holes that we have, though, maybe I could make that argument. Our whole a team bit. is a fucking hole. Right. The whole team's a hole. Right. So you're just. Right. You, that's what I'm saying. Just get the talent. Don't trade the picks. Don't sell Jordan Bell picks. Just keep your shit. Take your best players and then figure it out later. But if you have a five at Wendell Carter there and a Trey Young there and there's Mikel Bridges there, that's well, what I, that's what I mean. And if you evaluate Carter higher than Bridges, then for sure take him. Fair. But what I'm saying is if you have Bridges as your top dude on the board and he's available to you, if you're the Bulls, you cannot let the Lori Markkinen thing get in the way of it. And we got we got to talk about it. So I'll just say right now, I'll take Trey Young over everybody that we've like the three, four names we've just been tossing around now. I, I'll take Michael Porter Jr. over, you know, over Mikhail Trae Bridges Young. and these right. guys obviously, but Trey Young too. But yeah, let's I, talk I about Trey Young, bro. Why yeah, not why yeah, not yeah. why not Trey Young at seven and have, you know, Chris Dunn play a Patrick Beverly type of role for us, you know, and in a two point guard or an off guard system. I don't hate that. I'm not mad at that. I, I just no one really knows what's gonna what these guys are gonna do, right? 
the biggest wild card of the whole draft is Trey Young. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And I'm not buying. So, <laughs> but we don't know. You feel me? So, like, you can have an opinion, but we we don't know. Man, there's there's more than just one. I mean, Luka Doncic has Doncic, to be one of the yeah, biggest Doncic's ones, too. Yeah, a massive wild card, too. But I mean, Michael Porter Jr., he just, he's moving around from two to eight. So, that, that's what's cool about this year. We Like, we really... Don't know. <laughs> for, for me, I'm not touching Trey Young at seven. Like no chance. I don't. I don't. I, he will be available, and I'm not. I'm not touching him at seven. Um, you know, people like to make that Steph Curry comparison, but everybody conveniently forgets that Steph Curry is four inches and probably forty pounds heavier than uh, than Trey Young. I mean, he's six one, one hundred and seventy eight pounds. Right. I love his game. He's a big Steph time is competitor. He's only 6'3", though. Yeah, he's like six, three and a half, yeah but he's a big – I mean, Steph's got he's, some mass on him. Yeah, he was some... small coming out, but still, those two, three inches make a difference in getting your shot off if you are a pure shooter like that, right? Who's and trying to come off the bounce Trey like does not get off the ground. Not at all. Very, very I saw much. a Mike Bibby comparison, too, which which might be a little hey, closer than hey, Steph. but Mike, Mike Bibby was a goon. Oh, yeah. Bibby was a beast. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> Natty, and Natty and champ, shout Mike out Bibby. Mike Bibby, whatever he's eating nowadays. <laughs> yeah, man. Out here super swole. Fuck. But yeah, for me with Trey Young, man, I just, you know, there's too many question marks. You know, you know, without a doubt, he's a minus on D. Like, hands down, without a doubt, he's a minus on D. He'll always be a minus on D. He does not possess the size to be a good enough defender. Like you said, yeah, he doesn't get that lift like that. So is he going to get that shot off? It's almost kind of weird, bro. If you watch his, like, even his workouts and stuff. He's barely getting off the ground. Like, no type of lift in his jumper whatsoever. Right. It does worry me a little bit, but he was getting it off in college. He wasn't having trouble getting it off. Yeah, you know, but a way that I look at the draft, too, when you're looking at a guy is how much does he have to overcome to be a good NBA player? And I think when you look at Trey Young, he, he has to overcome the most. Right? Like, that size deficiency, that's a huge thing, right? Um, He has to figure out that shot might be there. It does not matter if you cannot get it off. In the NBA, so you're saying when Trey Young bumps into a dude like Pat Beverly, he's gonna it's, be oh, that's it's, it's a it's a it's wrap. a lockup when he bumps into these bigger point cards, it's a wrap. Yeah, it's gonna be hard if with he Russ gets switched and shit, on but... to somebody. It's 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 a nightmare. I don't know. I mean, yeah, he he can take you off he the bounce go a little bit. He you, can though. go by you for sure. But if he comes into the lane and somebody beat, I mean, he might get his shit beat. He's a tiny guy, man. He's just he's a tiny guy for a jump shooter. Is he gonna be a star? No, I know it's really no, hard to say right no, now, but I, I think in the right situation he could be a lethal player off the bench. But when you're taking him at seven, I don't think that's what you're looking for. There's so much boom. There's so much boomer bust, and for me, it's more on the bust side. I like him, and something just tells me he's going to do well. I know that all the factors you said pretty much make sense, but I don't know why. I just feel like he's gonna he's gonna overcome those and and be the player you know he could be. Six one is small though. I, I don't know what what's going to happen with him. 178. I don't I don't know what he could put on some weight. I don't know what's going to happen to him. I don't know. I don't think anybody knows. I, do, I think I, people have their opinions on he sees the floor really well. He's going to get a more he's he's going to get even more space than he had in in college in the league. He can dish, he can shoot from distance. Who knows, bro? I don't know. <laughs> he has to be able to do all those things to be an impactful NBA player. There's no other part of his game he's going to be able to. I know, but a minus defensively, so he'll have to be good enough on offense to make up for how bad he will be on defense. That, and that's what that's I'm talking what about. Yeah, I, I like just how we said skill above all. Like I remember watching this guy his high school tapes and you know talking to my friends about him and saying like, "Yo, this guy does not get off the ground. He's like frail as hell, but watch his game. Like 
everything was there like super crisp. So that's why I think like he could use that to overcome, but we'll see. If you take him at seven, you're gonna be very nervous. Yeah. It's 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 this is you know if it's boomer bust, like this is one of those. High risk, high reward. No doubt. I don't even yeah, the thing is I don't see the high reward. No. I really don't see how good he can be. He could easily give you twenty two points and nine dimes. That's I the, don't that's see that the, in the NBA. I don't see it for him. I mean, well, the forget got Steph Curry. In college for him in the second half of the season in college for him, he started lights out. Look I think he just got tired, man. The second half of this, he got his, tired in a thirty game season. His usage was ridiculous. His usage was crazy. His usage was crazy. Okay, that's fine. But this is a thirty game season. He was eighteen years old. That's true. He no got excuse, worse man. throughout the season. He came out like a fucking fireball, but he got worse. And in the tournament, he was a zero. They only play one game. Zero. Exactly. <laughs> Zero. I feel you. Hey, I mean, like I said, I don't know. I'm, I'm not gonna come out. I'm not gonna come out and say I know he's gonna be a, he's gonna be dope. He's gonna be bad. I don't I don't know. And I'm tired of all these other people coming out being like he's gonna be a monster. He's not. I'm just gonna try to show you some facts, give you my opinion on it, and then we'll see what happens from there. But I do want to talk about Michael Porter Jr. I'm with you, T. If we can somehow get him. I'm with you, T, and I'm with you quick. I don't want to trade any picks. If we could somehow get up there and, and or he falls to us, Michael Porter Jr. is – he was hurt. He took a year off. I don't want to hear about it. It was his back. He's 19. His they, They're saying his back is fine. That hip shit was a hip flexor type of thing. Yeah, I'm I'm even hearing hotter takes on that, that it's – you know, his agent uh, – right. what is it, Mark Bartlestein or whatever – He's known to like, you know, he gets his players, you know, where they want to be and he gets them paid crazy. And there's a lot of talk about, you know, is this a is this a is this a play to say, you know, stay stay away from me. I just had surgery and now my back was hurting and now it's so my not, hip. Right. And maybe he had and that makes me feel good as a Bulls fan cuz maybe it's a play at us. So. Yo, I'm good. Legit <laughs> legit 610. Yeah. Can can He's like the he's the new age NBA all in one. You know what he right. is? He's mellow. He's, a, he's athletic. He can score. He's super mellow. He's Carmelo. He's Carmelo Anthony. He's he's and he's bigger. Yeah, he's a taller Carmelo Anthony. Not a great ball handler. So he's all right uh, though. He, so wait, wait, wait. But, so let me get this straight. You're straight, but you just called him Carmelo Anthony. Oh, I'm gonna tell you why I'm straight. It's nothing to do with his skill. Yo, I don't. Per, I, it has nothing to do with his skill. His back. His, it's per, his back. His per forty. Mind you, this is EYBL. Yeah, United yeah. States men's basketball, NCAA, 33 points, 14 rebounds. Yeah. I understand that goes back to high school, but he's still playing the top people in the country in high school in his class and giving them baskets. He's dominating these cats. So I I would love to see him in a Bulls jersey. I'm all over it. He's video game, bro. He's he's video game. I have no problem with his They say his back is Gucci. I'm just worried about the back. Let's I don't like go. injured players, man. I'm good. Hey. Say what you want to say. I'm good. I'd rather take guys with no injury history. And how bad was his back, really? I don't know. Bad enough for him to miss the rest of the year. No, and come but back but and is that one shit. of those things where he played like he he could have came back and then he kind of just showed up for the tourney? What was the point of showing up for the tourney and playing bad though? Did they even make the tourney? Yeah, they made. I think they played like one the, tournament game. Yeah, one tournament game. Whatever but it was, he, he played like two or three games and he wasn't good. That doesn't do anything for him. He might as well just stay out the whole year and just you know. So if you're at seven and Michael Porter Jr. is on the board, you're passing. I think that's a risk you you take. 
No, yeah, that if if you have to make no moves to get him, you have to take. Well, I think we haven't mentioned this, but we're all in the green set. If Mo Bama's on the board, we're all in on oh, Mo, right? Mo Bama's a lot for me. Oh, <laughs> ah, yeah. yeah that, I, I, I thought, over, yeah. over Bridges, over anybody, obviously. But is he, is he even – he's not worth trading up for, in your opinion? If you can get – no, it depends on what you <laughs> – no, I don't want to trade anything at this point. All right. I really don't because I, I don't trust the Bulls' ability to make a good trade, to be honest <laughs> with you. But, if, we had a, if we had a good front office, yeah, I'd say trade. The Bulls will get fleeced in any trade that they make. We'll have to include, like, a second rounder that turns out to start for an NBA Finals team. <laughs> um, but, you know – Something like that might happen, but yeah, yeah so no, I'm I need. Not, I'm, I'm, I'm all in for Mo though. If, if that miraculously happens, I, we just had to throw that out there in case yeah. it, it could yeah. happen. Though you can't underestimate. Some, no. Look, we got teams like Sacramento picking in front of us who are stupid. We got teams like our. Where's Orlando picking? They're picking in front. They're of picking us. in front of us. They're stupid. Some of these teams are really stupid, so you can't underestimate them. Who do we got in front of us? Orlando. We got the right Grizzlies, Dallas. The Grizzlies do Dallas. stupid things. They give Chandler Parsons $100 million. It's Phoenix, Sacramento, Phoenix. Atlanta, Memphis, Dallas, Orlando, and then us. Well, Phoenix has taken Aiden. That, yeah, that, and yeah. that's the only lock. What other lock is there in this draft besides that? No, there isn't one. I mean, I, th- I think the Kings would be dumb to not take Doncic, um, but I don't think he's a lock there. I could easily see, you know... Any of the guys you've been talking about, as far as even Michael Porter Jr. go I there, say, I can see the Kings taking Michael Porter Jr. on some King shit. He's a monster, so I don't, I wouldn't, I'm not, I'm not mad at that. I mean, like I said, we don't know, but he has everything I'm looking for in a Hooper to come into the yeah. league. Like, I don't think he plays D, and it's not that six ten, but he's six eight. Like he's six ten and a quarter. Yeah, can shoot it. Is athletic. Can catch lobs, and he was at Oak Street Beach a few weeks ago. You see the pictures? Of yeah, him? Yo, he loves Chicago, bro. He, he loves Chicago. He's to, well, he's trying to. Yeah, that dude is one of those. Dudes I'm telling you, his agent wants him in this big market. About his brand, man. You know, he's got the whole light skin thing going on, man. So he wants to go somewhere. <laughs> he wants to go somewhere where they can market him. He knows Chicago. They'll love him, man. Bro, he looks good. like he looks like Hillary's boyfriend from The Fresh Prince. I don't remember his name, but he looks <laughs> <No>. like it. <laughs> he does, and he has that same haircut. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's he's funny goofy. as fuck. You know, he was homeschooled. They did this whole profile on him the other yeah, day. Yeah, he's just been a born and, like, a hoop. Yeah, he didn't uh, like he had bad social. He might skills. be soft, but he's crazy talented. So I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see him calling himself like that mix between KD and Giannis. Yeah, did you guys yeah, see that? Yeah, I saw that? yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> they said, "Yeah, he's like, yeah." Some people say, you know, I play my games like Tracy McGrady. And he was putting himself with all <laughs> yeah. the homies. But T- typical cocky light skinned dude, man. You know, he's obviously going to come out there and talk a little bit about himself. But hey. If he's available, man, it'll be interesting for the Bulls. If he's available and Bamba's available, who are you taking? Uh, I think Bamba's just another animal. I yeah. Don't, I, th- I think Bamba's a monster because he could he mess around and turn into a, 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 a crazy jump shoot. He could do yeah. it all, bro. He's like He impacts he's the a game freak. immediately. Yeah, he's a freak. Immediately. Freak. His shit translates immediately. Yeah. And, and, they're, and they're saying he can't be a shooter, but, you know, his, his three-point yeah, three shooting, even percentage-wise, is better than a lot of guys who – developed later on like i saw it was better than demarcus's college numbers you know the same as anthony davis's so i'm not worried about yeah, him he's not going to be demarcus cousins offensively but yeah but that's what yeah, i was saying that's, that's i mean Hayden. he could mess around and turn into a jump shooter and he's yeah. already yeah wild big if and he long can hit that... open threes he's good and, and we'll have the best rim defender yeah. you know in the nba give him about 10 points 13 rebounds three blocks a game you're looking good i saw him on get up and he was with jalen rose breaking down like tape and i was wildly impressed i think i texted you nick I yeah was like, yeah yeah i was wild impressed with how he broke down the film what he had to say 
Jalen was criticizing some of his decision making, you know, live on TV. Yeah. He was taking that very well, explaining why he did what he did and how he could get better and what he should have done. Um, I was very impressed with Mo Bamba. So not to invite his brother to the draft party. You ever said shit with his brother last year? No. And his brother came out. It was last year before he started at Texas. His brother came out and said the college coaches were paying him. Like his brother did like a whole Facebook live for like twenty minutes. About <laughs> <laughs> no, you, I you didn't see look that. that shit they slipped it on the rug pretty quickly, but uh, it was his brother and his mom and like went against him. Damn. Yeah, this was last year. Obama. That's cold. He's from New York, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's why that's Sheck West. Yeah. Sheck West from the, the Harlem rapper came out with that Mo Bumbo. Yeah. 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 Well, look up the shit his brother's like 20 minutes on live. Like, Is he older or younger? Definitely wearing a Yankees cat. Definitely smokes Newport 100s. What? <laughs> <laughs> Is it older or younger, it's, brother? I think it's his older brother. It's like a half brother. Yeah, you, you can find it on YouTube. NBA draft tomorrow. Bulls pick seven. Let's see what happens. All right. Let's talk about some of these guys that the Bulls have no chance in seeing, in my opinion. DeAndre Aiden, he's gone. Luka Doncic, he's gone. Jaron Jackson Jr., Mo Bamba, Marvin Bagley. Those are our top probably five prospects in the draft. Is Aiden a surefire number one? Or should Doncic be in that conversation? No. Talk to me, Nick. Um, no, to me, I mean, people are if you if you're trying to take Aiden out of that number one pick, you're just completely overthinking it. Like, to me, from the day that he stepped on campus in Tucson, he was the number one pick in the draft. You can look at him. He's the number one pick in the draft. You watch him play. That translates immediately. He's 20 and 10 in the NBA. I understand defense is a question. That's fine. We'll figure that out. Um, But to me, that's DeMarcus Cousins Jr. right there. And you're you're good on that. You can take that to the bank. If, If you don't see the number one pick in that, I don't really know what you've been watching or who you're scouting. I think you could. Um... I don't think it's going to happen. The reason I think you could is, you know, people want to take these risks sometimes. I think the reason it's not happening is, you know, Phoenix has that Serbian influence now. Um, you know, I forgot the name of the coach who came over here. Um, you know, you take a risk like that and, you know, any influence he might have had on that pick would be to kind of protect him, I guess, because if that doesn't pan out, you know, you look bad. Uh, same with the Kings, man. They got they got Vladi and Peja in the front office. If they take Doncic and it doesn't look good, you know, and it doesn't pan out well, you know, it's a bad look for them. Um, you know, they have Bogdanovich on the roster. He's looking good, but I, I lo- I'd agree I with him. you that he's much better. Bogdanovich. But but I wouldn't. I don't think it's crazy if somebody was to take that gamble another year, but it's not going to happen this year, of course. Yeah, I agree. Aiden is a, an animal freak. Animal. Dwight Howard yeah. build. Little jumper. Little little bit of everything, and he's dumb, powerful, big. He's, he's a monster, and he has that mindset like get out of the way. You're too small, yeah. and I, one of the big things I've been hearing is like this is a good point. Is that this is his first year being coached? Really, like he's just bigger than everybody, stronger. Get out of the way. Here's a basket, and I'm dunking on your head. So yeah, no, that's number one for me as well. Let's talk Luka Doncic. I got some stuff here I wanna I wanna go through with. First off, Doncic won the Euro League MVP this year. He took, you know, Euro Basket MVP, gold medal with uh, Slovenia with Slovenia, did that this year as well. 2018 Euro plus La Liga, which is Real Madrid. These are his numbers. 16 points per game, five rebounds. Four and a half assists, 
on 45% shooting, 30% from three. Those were the MVP numbers. That's in 61 games. 16 points, five rebounds, four and a half assists on 45, 30, and 25 minutes. That's, those numbers win you the MVP. In a huge league. Born and he was born in 1999. Like, like we got we to put that there too. No, no doubt about it, right? But let's, I mean, let's let's really look into this a little bit. So I'm looking at the the recent Euro Basket Euro League MVPs, and guess who I find on there? Mirtich, Andre Kirilenko, <laughs> Andre Kirilenko, AK47. What year did he win it? 2012. Played 11 years with the Jazz, went over to Russia, played, won the EuroLeague MVP on 14, seven and a half, two blocks. I'm having a hard time with how much love Doncic is getting, that he's a surefire, all everything cat. There's no, there's no discussion that he should go one or two. Like that's the, that's the discussion. I can't believe like, he can't fall out of one or two. AK forty seven left, left the NBA, and in his first, his first year out of the NBA, he went and won the Euro MVP. Now Doncic won the MVP at sixteen five and five, but how good is this second best league in the world really? The second best league in the world is the NCAA. So I agree with I, that. I've never agreed with this as the second best league in the world. And I I, I I, was wondering where you were going when you said you had a Doncic take because I thought you would go in the opposite direction of what I was thinking. But I, if you're going where I think you're going, I 100% agree with Wait, you. you. I don't know where this is coming from. You think talent-wise, but but you would agree that there are some teams, you know, in Euro leagues, um, you know, or international teams that would spank, you know, some of these national champs in a game. I don't know if a Euro. If I could Doncic's Euro League team beat Villanova last year? That's what you're telling me. Uh, yeah, oh. that's that's the question. Yeah, I think or, that's. Or, or what about a national team? Is that a little different? Or like you know Serbia, who like the best players from Serbia versus Louisville? Like Serbia, I'm sorry, who, not Louisville, Villanova. Villanova. Like Serbia stayed within five points against the U.S. a couple of years ago. You must be bullshitting on the Olympic <laughs> circuit. I, no, I think Villanova would win. I don't know, man. I think we're kind of undermining how good, uh, you know, Euroball has been the past few years to us. You it's know? good. Six playoff games with Real Madrid. Luca had 11 points per game, five rebounds, five assists on 54% shooting, 35% from three. This is in the playoffs. 11 points a game. He won the MVP with 16, five and five. These are the. This is the MVP. I think they only. I think he only plays like twenty three or twenty four minutes. He a plays game. twenty five minutes. Yeah, twenty five. Yeah, minutes so it's a, game. a little so different minutes, game. Yeah, the minutes are a lot lower. So if you take that out to forty, it's something like twenty two points a game. My issues with Luca aren't necessarily stat related because I think those stats are always like that when you look at those zero guys. Uh, my issues, like you were talking about, the level of competition, who he was playing with, and then the question marks that you do have about him. Right, he, he's not a, a great athlete. You're talking about a perimeter player coming over, and he's supposed to be this magician with the ball and this great playmaker, which I get. But kind of just like Trey Young, you can have all the moves in the world. If you can't get where you're trying to go in this league where you're going to be playing with people who are 10 times better athletes than what you're used to, 
I, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm, that's a major question mark to me. People just kind of pass it over. It's a perimeter player we're talking about. We're not talking about a skilled big man, right, who can overcome athletic deficiencies. We're talking about a perimeter player in 2018 NBA, which is filled with hyper-athletic perimeter players. Yeah, like a Mike Porter that can, you know, just shoot over you because he's 6'10". Exactly. That's, I'll, I'll give you that. And the lateral quickness will never be there. So, so that's always going to be a gap, and, and it is harder to overcome when you're on the perimeter. So he's instantly um, a liability on D. And I think another thing no one's talking about is Real Madrid's the best team over there. So he's on – it's not like he's over there playing with a bunch of reg, like bummy cats that are in the EuroLeague and he's dominating and winning MVP. He's on the best team in Europe contributing a great deal, but he still has a good-ass team around him. The dude that won MVP last year is on his team. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Sergio Lelua or something. Yeah. But, like, none of these dudes would even get considered coming to the league. I get he's young. This surefire number one or number two – there were some wild takes on him, man. Crazy takes. Yeah, so so those I get why they could be kind of you know offsetting, but and you know what I've you know what I've been hearing a lot like, that like just like kind of washes over like everything is he's just a ball player, bro, and it kind of like yeah. all right, like it, I mean it, we'll see. I don't get like you know what a lot of that to me is just like the like you're just sick of the American players, right? So you want to go find something different. Even though you've watched Morgan Bagley just dominate a year in college. You watched DeAndre Aiden just dominate a year in college, right? You've watched these other guys do really well, and you've been watching them for years, so you're just fatigued of them. Doncic is still like this myth who we've heard about for all these years. But guess what, man? These European perimeter players, just like Hazonia, just like Rubio, who now is finally coming into something but never learned how to shoot or whatever it is, they don't translate into high-level, great top 10 NBA players. It just doesn't happen, man. Your bet. Who's your best European perimeter player that ever came over? Haidu Turkoglu, Peja Stojakovic, Peja Turkoglu was a beast. Right? You know what I <laughs> But hear, so I, was Peja. I yeah. hear the Ginobili comparisons, but dude, Ginobili, Ginobili's Ginobili up was there. like an established pro when he came over. And Tony Parker. I mean, there's, Tony a, there's, Parker, yeah. there's a handful, but yeah. But yeah, it, it, and again, yeah, for the number two pick in the draft. I mean, come on, man. Like people are talking like he's just going to instantly come over and dominate. That for what it's worth, question is a major. That's a major question to me. And he goes to Sacramento, like yo. For what it's worth, though, Goran Dragic said uh, he's going to be the best player in the NBA. Good for Goran. He, didn't, he hey. didn't even say best international. He said best player in the NBA. Hey, and Dragic, I respect Dragic. I think his Dragic. I always love Dragic since he came oh, over. Yeah. He's a dog. He's been a dog since he came over. Oh, he wants some big games with with Luka yeah. Doncic, and he uh, and he play. Yeah, and he's yeah he plays with with uh, with Luca. So I can't. I respect that. That also might him just him just trying to gas his boy. Yeah, right. 100%. for sure, for guy. sure. It's his teammate. But we'll see, man. I thought those were interesting numbers to win MVP in the second best league quote-unquote, in the world. That's always been a myth. So that was interesting. And to see Kirilenko not be able to make an NBA roster, I don't know I don't, I, I don't know about that, like not, not able to make one. But for him not to have a deal and have to go back to Europe, and then as soon as he steps over there, he wins MVP of the whole league, and he was scratching and clawing to stay in the NBA – this is interesting stuff. A hundred percent, man. I like, yeah, the, the Luka Doncic thing. The Luka Doncic's love to me is, is, is baffling. Mo Bama, we talked about for a second. He by far had a lot of the, the, the most impressive stuff I've seen. He's going to be able to switch on people. He's going to be able to do a lot, a lot of stuff that's going to cause problems. I'd say 
his most, you know, uh, like underappreciated thing is his touch, man. Because he's this huge guy, but he already has these glimpses that not only am I going to send everything that comes to the basket, but, you know, I'm, I'm working on my shot. Um, you know, look at my three. It doesn't look that comfortable yet, but you could tell the mechanics can get there. So I think that's the underrated part about him. A guy we haven't talked about too much, Marvin Bagley, the third. Thoughts? I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be good too, and I don't. He's another guy. Well, he is the I guess the main guy who I'm like. Why people just don't talk about him in general? And he was a monster in college. Did you read that Coach Hell K yeah. quote on him today? Like a couple days ago, Coach K had a great quote on him where he's pretty much saying he's the second most special player I've ever coached behind Kyrie Irving. Like the guy has a positive attitude. He comes to work every day. He's a hard worker. He's um, nasty. I mean, he's strong he's as a, hell. He's just a beast, dude. He's yeah. a dog. You know what I mean? I understand yeah. he's a bit of a tweener. You know, you don't know what is he, a three or four or five, whatever it he might could be. Play, he could play two through but five, maybe. He's, yeah, he's a hooper. He's a hooper. You know what I mean? He's a hooper. He rebounds. He gets. He, he can score. You know, I, He's I, got I a like nice, him. real nice he's elbow jumper. He's too. Yeah. You see him down there on the block, too. Like, there was a play I was watching a dude game. I don't even know what, which one it was, but he missed it. He missed one, went back, bang, bang, went back up, missed it, went up, got the board, bang, bang, then got a foul. Yeah, But, high like, motor. he's high motor, tenacious, inside, outside. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I could see – I almost want to say I'm taking Mo Bamba, Bagley, and Aiden before I'm even thinking about taking Doncic. Yeah, like I, I think I could, I think I could say that. I'm not on the Doncic, and that's not to say if Doncic doesn't fall to the Bulls at seven, we shouldn't swoop him up. <laughs> yeah. Because right. that's a different. You're talking about a different story at seven, right? Um, but, I'm definitely Doncic two, Bamba three, but the surefire two, one or two is I think I think he could fall. Or I, I mean, if I'm enough, yeah, I mean, if I'm the Kings, I'm not automatically taking Doncic. That's what I'm saying. Kings will fuck around and draft Trey Young. For all we know, but um, <laughs> you know you can't expect them to do anything that makes any sense. He'll fuck around and do nineteen and six, maybe rookie year. Yeah, right. I <laughs> know. I'm just playing. Yeah, okay, nineteen DMPs. Um, but <laughs> so yeah, man, I, I I hear you. I think I think people again, Bagley, Dude, Bagley. Is hold on, one of those real quick. Huh. Trey Young goes out to the New York Knicks. He could easily get nineteen and six. Oh yeah, so that's yeah. a perfect situation for him. He he. If, if he's with Porzingis, he's doing nineteen and six. Yes, that that, that like might be the he, only place where he, he lands out, and he could do that. He goes out to New York at what are they eight or nine? They're right after us. They're right? nine. Or no, they're Cleveland's, after Cleveland. Cleveland's yeah. eight. Uh, the Knicks are nine. Trey Young goes out to New York. He's getting up jumpers first off, and he he'll have yeah he he could have Porzingis to get the ball to. And I could see him doing. 17, 18, 19, and yeah. 6. Yeah, but on the wrong team, he won't do that. Same, yeah. It would be like a Buddy Heald situation, who I think if he landed in the right place, could have done numbers. Nah. I don't Same know. thing. Buddy Heald. There's Buddy deficiencies, Heald. man. I'm telling you. Couldn't get his – great college player, not athletic enough to get his jumper off in the NBA. It doesn't matter how wet that jumper is. If you cannot get it off, you're not going anywhere. And Buddy Heald was wet in college. Jimmer. Dripping. Jimmer, you can't get it off. Couldn't get it off. What can Steph do? Get it off. What do you have to learn how to do? Get it off quickly. He learned Steph wasn't Steph till he got that handle, and that's yeah. when he could get it off. Right. He developed that handle, and then he was a major, major issue. Right. But Buddy Heald and Jimmer Fredette are interesting 
comparisons to, you know, we'll see if he can get it off. Yeah, he has to be able to get that jumper off. But, I mean, yeah, I would like him in New York. He can play next to, uh, what's the dude's name, Frankie Nicotine. Yeah, Nick Nick yeah, He's a defensive Nick, Nick player, so yeah, yeah, he'll, he'll clean him up. But <laughs> but they'll love him on New York too. And he man. can play, yeah, and, sure. and Frank can play off ball too. Yeah, that's the whole. Yeah, exactly. And Frank can play D. Do we want to talk about Wendell Carter Jr.? He, I don't know about him. I just don't know. He's the type of player that you hate in the NBA. Yeah, he's Al Horford. Yeah, he's it's Al gonna Horford. It's going to be boring. It's going to be ridiculously yeah. effective for your coach. You're going to love it. But if you're a guy who wants to see an exciting player, Wendell Carter is not for you. Yeah, but he's he got will some play touch in the NBA. So if Trey Young, Mikel Bridges, and Wendell Carter Jr. are at seven, you're you're Mikel Bridges. I'm Bridges. I'm Trey Young for sure. I think I'm taking Trey Young before, but I am I am high on Bridges. But I I just don't. Trey Young could be a home run. I don't know. It's tough. I guess I'm just conservative, man. I don't know because to me. Kel Bridges is 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 you know he's a lock to be a solid ceiling, NBA his, guy. His floor is solid. His ceiling is very 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 solid. It might not be superstar ceiling, but Trey Young's floor is in the basement. And if you think his ceiling's in the penthouse, go ahead and then take a swing. But to right. me, I can't get past that basement ceiling. And to me, Bridges will come in and he at his worst, he's a good solid rotation guy in the NBA. Feaster famine, no doubt. Well, I just want to talk about Miles Bridges real quick. He's yeah. he's kind of out of the scope for both of our picks because he's going to land somewhere like, you know, 12 through 18 probably. But um, I think he's getting kind of slept on. You know, a lot of people like he's a freak athlete. Everybody knows that. Um, but he just he has glimpses of, uh, you know, being able to score and, and being a go to guy um, that I think are kind of getting overlooked. So it'll be kind of cool to see where he lands. Uh Dante DiVincenzo, he's also in that same, you know, dude. I would love fifteen to, to twenty. I would love 20 to range. elbow in that twenties. Yeah, he we, might be. He might be in that low twenty range. We but those those about, are two guys. We haven't talked about Jaron Jackson. Yeah, he's he, eighteen he's, years old. People are talking about him in that mix for number. Oh, two. he he'll he'll be yeah. he'll yeah. definitely be three, four, five. He he's somewhere right there. Yeah, and I, and I feel like real quick, you know, shout out our boy Eli. We got to talk about Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox. He's getting a lot of traction. Yeah, he is. And he's one of those Kentucky dudes who you never really know because they play in that system in Kentucky that's so loaded. Right. That you, it's you so know, loaded. It's so loaded. And he's another 6'9 go-to guy who you yeah. could give the ball to. He's just raw. Like, if he develops, he's 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 ultimate boomer bust. Like, loaded like Devin Booker used to come off the bench type loaded. Like Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like. KD see super penthouse ceiling? Or is that no, ridiculous? I don't, I don't think you... See, the problem with like bringing out names like <laughs> Super Penthouse, no, bro, you're talking about like a different stratosphere. <laughs> like, that, you gotta, that's it, though. I mean, like Paul, jo- Paul George-ish is what you like. Right, Paul yeah. George is like your top. You can't you can't bring up the KDs <laughs> and all that because those dudes are just on a different stratosphere. And they're, no, they're I feel you. But players, that, that's, you know? We'll call it a Super Penthouse. But yeah, that's like Super That's like you. I know neighbors. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> Park Avenue. Yeah, yeah exactly. Park like, Avenue Penthouse. Yeah, that's the, that's the, that's the secret entrance. But... <laughs> You know, to me, yeah. You know, I, I, I would rather take a swing on Kevin Knox than Trey Young. I, I like the swing on, on Kevin Knox, but making that at seven would be kind of tough. It, it it wouldn't really make sense that low. Who who else do you guys want to see? I'd say that the only other guy we didn't name who who I want to see where he lands is Jalen Brunson because he's going to go like twenty five through forty two, um, and he's gonna he's you know who you know who Jalen Brunson is Mark Jackson. 
<laughs> Andre Miller. Andre Miller. Andre Miller. That's exactly who Jake Shuttlesworth. Yo, that's exactly he, who yeah, he Jalen bangs, Brunson he bangs. is. He's yeah. not a freak athlete, not a freak shooter. Playing the league for 10 he's to 15 just, He's years. smart, yes. man. Come off the bench, always give you good minutes. Local guy, yeah, you're right. Stevenson guy. Teammates will love him. Yeah, I, I like Brunson, man. I mean, I yeah, I I I I I'll take him in the second round. That'd be killer. I would definitely some some championship team or some good team is gonna get him in the second round, and he'll play big minutes for some team. Like if he were to fall to the Spurs, like if he somehow got on the Spurs, he'd fuck around and be a monster. Yeah, the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> hey yo, I got one last one last guy I want to talk about because he he's been near and dear to my heart yeah. all year. Shout out my man Colin Sexton. Somebody's gonna draft him, not win a bunch of ball games, but he's gonna provide instant highlights. Yeah, that's instant what you highlights. Get. Entertainment. My man almost won a game three on five is all we need to know. Yeah, that's facts. <laughs> Relentless. I'd take Colin Sexton in the twenties if he's there for the ball. Okay. Do you take point. Colin Sexton over Trey Young? Probably. Yeah. I, it's Sexton's the same a risk. Player. No, it's the same Sexton risk. Sexton will come in and play deep. He's tiny though, man. Sexton's like six one six. He's not he's not Trey Young. Trey Young is Short and tiny. Colin Sexton is is, is solid. Is solid, but he bro. is small, and he's a crazy competitor. And he, you know, that he's going to give one hundred twenty five percent. I like guys that are just going to go balls to the wall all game long, and I saw that from him. He's a very flawed player, terrible decision making, but um, plays hard. Plays hard. Will play D. Like takes pride in playing D. I showed you that highlight film that I couldn't get enough of him in high school. Like <laughs> he's a yeah. monster, bro. He's in your he's face. He's shifty, man. He's shit. He, yeah. Like if he fails, it's not because he didn't try. Right. Right. You know. He's got I mean? that rush. Exactly. Engine. I. I, exactly. I don't want to. Again, I keep pulling yeah, out these yeah, penthouse no, things. He but, has that mentality of, yeah. of the. You can't not guy like guys that have that mentality where they're just a bit crazy and believe that they're the best player on the floor and are always out to prove it. You can't knock them because they might turn into Russell Westbrook. That's a no catch up Chicago draft preview show. The draft is tomorrow on ESPN. Make sure you catch that. I'm excited to see who the Bulls pick up at 7 and 22. I know these boys are as well. Stay locked with us. We got the no catch up studio is going to be released sometime next week, I believe. So we'll be live on Twitch, and then we'll be able to run that video on our YouTube channel. We'll still have the audio for you to check out. We're going to continue to come with different content. If you enjoyed the show, man, make sure you tell someone about it. Send the link. Give it a five-star review. Subscribe. Pass it along to everybody you know. No Catch Up Chicago. For Chicago, by Chicago. Listen up.